Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling a bit more invigorated speaking to you. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, I have that effect on people. Well, I've also just been sat inside with no one all day. Oh god! I think you forget how much that sometimes can like get to you. Mm. I love homeworking, and actually, my colleagues and I don't talk that much when we're in the office. I think we all just wish we weren't there. Um, <laughs> But that is the one downside to homeworking is that I can really feel myself being a bit like. Oh, yeah, because your housemate doesn't work from home. That's the problem. That's the solitude. No, but it's also it's also a blessing. I don't Mm. think we need to be like, um, yeah, trapped together all day. But yeah, it makes it it makes it difficult that then you're just sort of like haven't had human contact. Um, Yeah, well, for me, working from home. At the beginning, I was craving being out in the world. Mm. And now that we can be out in the world and everything, I love it. It's a joy. I I don't need things like offices, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to be honest, I am meant to be meeting my teammates in a few weeks, in a couple, yeah, about two Ooh. or three weeks. Yeah. But I've got to go to Birmingham because that's where that's like a central point kind of makes sense in terms of like the location is it compulsory yeah it is um it's just our team so it's like five of us and we've never met each other in person Mm. so I'm excited but I'm also like I'm so glad this is not normal (laughs) (laughs) oh god some of these people have never seen me on zoom or on teams I don't think really yeah I just because you know what it is people in your direct team they've seen you before you know yeah then you've got people that you work with but not all the time Mm. you have constant contact with them but you're not that close to them like I don't sit on teams and have like oh what are you doing this weekend sort of conversations so I don't really I don't really want to expose myself like that and then also I've got my kitchen in the background (laughs) yeah um it's quite invasive you know home working I had a real moment of being like I don't want them seeing my home Mm. because I was a bit like you know what I wouldn't invite you into my house nope nope so why should you see how I decorate my home if I've got laundry in the background like I don't I don't want you having an insight into my Mm. life unless I share that with you voluntarily. Yeah. You got to do I, the blur, you know, the blurred background. Oh, the I one where like, you're on the beach. I, yeah, I just had like a space one in the end. I was yeah. like, you're not seeing my home. Mm. 
because yeah. I am a moody co-worker guys <laughs> I, I'm sure they can tell <laughs> um yeah so I do like working from home to be honest mm, it's a thrill mm, I hope it's forever <laughs> so my bosses even today were like oh um you know I'm on weeks currently I do two days in the office and eventually it should only ever hopefully be three and like you know when we go to three I was just like ah! <laughs> like currently the balance is great mm. I do two days but the majority is at home still yeah because I like two, to skive those oh I am a tardy worker at times <laughs> um yeah I could definitely do better but I like picking what time I'm gonna have my lunch you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if I want to eat and do some emails and then maybe like go for a walk when the sun's out at 3 p.m I'll mm-hmm. do that but in yeah. an office you kind of can't just wing it that way or if I want to make myself a coffee and then like do some bits do some you know yeah yeah for sure and you know what we wouldn't have been able to do this podcast had we been in the office oh, full time <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on Instagram, Starlover Substance Pod. Shoot us an email, starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. This is a slightly different episode, guys. We're talking all things fashion stories. We've just got a few things that we need to get off our chest, really. Mm. Um, and I think we should start with mm-hmm. the most recent one that you, I think, sent a screen grab to me oh, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you now, if this is like a movement, mm. mm-hmm. I'm not down. Mm. Misguided have announced they're doing homeware yeah and you know what that email that was sent to me first off I was like hold on I'm on their mailing list (laughs) (laughs) I was (laughs) no honestly I didn't realize I was I thought I'd taken myself off most you're good at that to be honest so I'm I'm amazed that you're on their mailing list oh because you know what Oh, 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 that reminds me. I'm sorry, everyone. We're jumping all over the place. But that reminds me, I am back on my no clothes buying thing. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So maybe we Ooh. could be, we could do a segment. Okay. I like that. You know um, what? I would like to get to that place because mm-hmm. I'm really feeling like I'm being a bit silly. Like, like where's my money gone? And mm. I'm like, it must have gone on clothes. And then I'm like, that's really pathetic. Mm. Um, I'm having one of those moments. So I might join you after I've bought into a few autumn things. <laughs> and yeah, after your holiday. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that goes without saying. Yeah, um, yeah you, you can <laughs> let me stock up first and then I'm right behind oh, you. <laughs> like I say that whilst I can look at my ASOS parcel with a bunch of swimwear in. So. <laughs> and like, guys, 
I'm going on holiday with my two-year-old nephew. <laughs> Do oh. I need new swimsuits? You know yeah. what I did? I got some more one pieces because I thought might need just to be a one piece kind of holiday. Yeah, but you can if do I'm... a sexy one piece though. Oh, I, Greece. Love a, I love a one piece. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more just to have the option of like, I don't know if he's someone who's going to buy X and like rip my bikini. Yeah, open. That's true. That's true. Like yeah. obviously not intentionally, but so I've got a few one pieces just for like, you know, they can also be your top, which is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also I've told myself that I've got this because I also potentially I'm going away in December on a summer holiday. Oh. Um, Where are you going? Bali. Stop. I know. Scarlet. My <laughs> God. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like peak. That's like. I have a book, I have a book too, yeah. But um yeah, my flatmate and I are thinking of going away just after Christmas and spending New Year in Bali. Um, which should be amazing. So I've bought all these things knowing I then shouldn't buy anything for Bali. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially because like it'll have just been Christmas time. I like to be a good gift giver, so you know. I'd rather yeah. my money go to my gift giving than mm-hmm. to my swimwear habit. Yeah. But, but we I mean, digress. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> I would like to be on a no spend soon because you know what? Mm-hmm. I have enough clothes and mm-hmm. I feel like I want to challenge myself to wear them more. And if I don't, like rehouse them. Yeah. I feel like I could do a whole episode on this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think I've got things to say about it. And also, Great. I follow another YouTuber and. I just think she's got some like really good points. I think we could add into the conversation. But okay, anyway, cool. we could do a no buy segment and an episode. Okay. But I say all that to say um, that when I decide that I'm not buying clothes, mm-hmm. I go, I like to unsubscribe to emails mm-hmm. because yeah, no emails, temptation. Emails are the devil. Don't, yeah, they get you so. Their trapped. marketing is getting better and better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that surprised me back to the misguided thing. And yeah, they are doing a home collection. I haven't looked at the collection because I I just wasn't really that interested. But Mr. Big did ask me a question last night and it's somehow it's it's kind of connected to this misguided home thing, but he doesn't know about the misguided thing because he has a life and <laughs> Um, he asked me when Good brands, for you, Mr. Big. <laughs> um, when brands branch out into other categories, do you think that diminishes their prestige? Now, exa- he wasn't referring to misguided, of course. He was just yeah. talking about like prestige heritage brands. But I thought to myself, mm, is this if we hadn't have had like lockdown staying at home and all this stuff do you think misguided would have ever branched into homeware do you think that their their target audience they're not homeowners let's be real um but is that something that their target audience you know what actually I take it back uni students you know what I think it's also that a brand now is not just a ready-to-wear line or a couture line 
it is homeware it is perfume it is beauty that is the Mm. dream of Mm. like these mega luxe brands yeah and so I just think it's like following that path but obviously not on their scale Mm -hmm. I think and also I just think we as consumers I see it even like I'm love looking at stuff and playing make-believe when I own a house one day what will it be <laughs> yeah and like what oh, would I did I that buy today I did love that it yeah. um, it's, I'm, I'm gonna need a fortune I need that lottery win okay, can sure. I can I tell you what I was um perusing oh my for my yes, make-believe please. house okay so <laughs> it was I had already had my last meeting I had like all this time on my hands my headphones died on me so I was like right I'm gonna browse yeah and I went on Emma's <gasps> and I want to oh get my. their scarves and frame them. <gasps> like that artwork. The artwork, because their scarves are beautiful. Like you know what? The, I bet that's quite affordable artwork in it terms is. of artwork. That's what I said to myself. <laughs> it's like, okay, I could spend 350 on a silk piece of artwork instead yeah. of like like a thousand. Yeah. Two thousand, three thousand on like a painting. Yeah. So I thought it was a it was a good investment. <laughs> and also you could get some vintage ones, I'm sure. And yeah, you, you know, can. Love yeah. it. Great idea. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. But yeah, so I, I just think that we all st- we're starting to buy into all that stuff. Like in what world would you ever buy anything for 350 pounds willy-nilly? But in my make-believe house hit like dream, mm-hmm. I'm sort of a bit like, yeah, why wouldn't I spend quite a lot of money on my plates or like because they look cool or something and then you're like well no but those those can break and that's a Mm. shame so I think that we're all I think we just buy into consumerism so much now like you know my parents Mm. have still had the same like um tableware set as when I was a child yeah like they they had like I think two sets and like they've still got the same two sets Mm -hmm. and that is it and like I just know that our generation will change our tableware every few years. Yeah. You know, we're, we're more fickle. We don't buy it. Like we buy into more probably like a trend driven tableware set or will it will match the design of our kitchen. And then we redecorate our kitchen, that kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. so I think that these brands now realize that we're more fickle buyers. I think we um, have a lot more options. Mm. Um don't get me wrong like when we were growing up there's still a lot of options but I mean talking about plates and stuff I use we have the plates that my mum bought years ago that we mm. grew up using we now use in our flat I love it um but yeah you're right I think that at a generation where lots of us will never own their own place mm-hmm. um renting you kind of just have to be like well this is my lot and yeah you know, like I'm just gonna make the best out of this situation and I'm gonna decorate it so that it feels like home there's uni students going away they're gonna want something mm-hmm. that feels like them and their own sense of identity away from their parents so they're gonna buy into that um I think that yeah you're, you're right there's a lot of trends and we want to almost follow all of the trends when really your house and how you design your house shouldn't really change and flip-flop as much as say yeah. you buy clothes like you're right in that um our you know our parents house probably decorated the same way as it has for years and years and years yeah um and it's pretty much stayed and 
they have their sense of style when it comes to their plates and their house and stuff and they're sticking to it um I think now we are more susceptible to yeah a change and I think what we've misguided being a fast fashion brand there's no reason why they can't be a fast homeware Mm. brand as well I will say that Zara Home Mm -hmm. is elite when it comes to their pricing is quite high these days it is quite expensive it's always been more expensive than you think yeah you know but it's I feel like they've upped their prices in recent years yeah I think Zara has the main Mm. line Zara has as well but their stuff is actually beautiful yeah it's really nice bits yeah um but then when you think about like Versace like okay people buy like the Versace silk shirts and things like that Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anyone who buys like the handbags and the shoes to be honest but everyone wants Versace robe everyone yeah. wants Versace plates like yeah. the, the plates everyone wants those sort of thing um so some brands do really well in their home department mm-hmm. and I guess misguided things they can make something nice for your home <laughs> Yeah, I think you got the nail on the head, but I think it's like for the rented people or even if it's not and you are able to achieve your first home, then mm. to afford all the stuff that goes in it yeah. is like, it's one thing to afford that deposit and, you know, start contributing to council tax, all that nonsense mm. that like you often have to do as a as a first time homeowner um, that the cheaper the stuff in it, the better um but yeah I wonder I wonder what it'll be like I think we might have to browse the website the the collection and um I was thinking does Molly May have anything to do with this it's not misguided she's pretty little thing but are they gonna follow suit are boohoo gonna follow suit like that's kind of you know that's my thinking Mm, mm mm-hmm Watch that brings space. that brings me on to our other point the fact that uh, Kendall Jenner has now been appointed creative director of Forward which is like an e-retailer a luxury e-retailer and <laughs> I mean wow. following who who knew that Molly May was such a trendsetter <laughs> what are your thoughts oh I just don't even know what to make of it is the truth like is she the most fashion forward or someone that I think has like a real flair for fashion and that's her passion no of all the sisters to have that she's probably the person I would put like quite low down the list yeah yeah um and also like it's just I don't know I just don't think she, I get it a bit more with Molly May. She's a grafter. Mm-hmm. I don't see like Kendall. Like this seems like an inconvenience for Kendall Jenner to have to like put in some work to. Hopefully, she puts in work to be a creative director. Yeah, I'm you're right. Like, actually, you you're right. I think that Kendall. She's she got pays, a pretty sweet life, right? She, she does. goes there. She's a pretty girl. I know it's harder than just looking pretty being a model, but like she knows how to model now. So it must be relatively easy doing what she does. Mm. And she can bask in that and just live her life. She does like try to convince us very hard. I mean, they all do, but 
the mm. few of the sisters do genuinely work really hard yeah. um but she she's really keen to push this narrative that you know she did not get this because she's part of the the Carl Jenner clan and in fact that worked against her and um she didn't put her name on uh she she said in like interviews that she didn't put her her surname down on um when she was going for castings and stuff but it was like okay so Your household put, face she just put Kendall down <laughs> and people didn't think who is this Kendall <laughs> I don't know how that worked but yeah she's really trying to convince us that she genuinely puts in the work and that mm. now she's got that tequila company and that she's like done all these like tequila tasting competitions and she's really put in the graft and I I agree with you first off I don't know where she's got the time to be creative director of this yeah you know this what, what's she gonna website. do with fashion week and all that stuff is she gonna be you know she's gonna be in the show is she gonna be zooming in and she's also gonna be buying the collection <laughs> I don't know I have no idea but I think I want to know what your thoughts are on the idea that I'm assuming these roles that are given to these two women are like glorified brand ambassadors Mm -hmm. how would you feel as a designer or like you know in that creative vertical to be a creative director yourself and know how much actual work goes into it because very often people think like creative director of a brand like for example Gucci or oh they don't design any of the pieces and they're not the ones actually doing the work but it's a lot of work that's involved in being creative director and then to know now that celebrities are being given these jobs um and they're not going to be in the office five days a week they're not doing the long hours you know the 10 hours a day 11 hours a day sort of thing um they're not invested really in these companies Mm -hmm. because they're not staff so I feel sorry for the real creative directors out there because you feel like it's gonna minimize your own position in a way or at the very least how people view your job in the industry yeah, I think it makes a little bit of a mockery of how serious that job is. It is the pinnacle you can get to, like in a in a company. If you are a creative, you oversee the creative vision for everything. You are overseeing if your company does homework. You're overseeing that. You're overseeing the ready to wear. If there's couture, you're overseeing that. You're checking that the handbags, the shoes, all match with the like the energy and like the inspiration for the season, as well as signing off the invitation, the music for the shows, like mm. all of the background stuff, but also like the marketing camp. Like you sign off yeah. anything visual and that doesn't just stop at the clothes Mm. that is so much more than the clothes it's the sets for the shows it is then like checking the figures on the previous stuff to know how many how many boots you need to do and working with the merchandising team on all of that stuff yeah whilst also predicting trends and like foreseeing the next stuff it is so many things um, and for sure, that's not what Molly May or Kendall are doing. Like, yeah. And I don't mean that like to put them down. Like, it's a fact. They will not be doing mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. That is a full-time job in itself. It's a full-time job. The people that I've seen do it work crazy hard. And it's their passion and it's pretty much all they can do. 
Um, and yes, of course, at times they have glamorous lives that go with it. But I feel like the saddest thing is it's it's probably going to start a momentum, right? That it is, it's either a fake title that mm. these girls are earning. Like you said, it's a glorified brand ambassador. So is that going to like belittle the the kind of prestige of a creative director or are they going to be almost like you know how you get um is it called like a shadow writer it's like a ghost writer sorry a ghost writer Mm. so is there going to be a ghost director that's such a good point doing the work and not getting the credit because you know what you're you're on the firing line a little bit as a creative director as well as the board that if if things don't perform yeah you have you have questions that have to be answered and let's be honest that's not happening with Kendall that's not happening with Molly so I just I think it it really diminishes the role of a creative and I really hope that it sort of doesn't create a distaste in the industry yeah I think what what would have been a better title is maybe like an editor you know how they edit the collection they choose pieces they curator yeah a curator yeah or just like or just I don't know um I thought they were announcing her isn't Molly May CEO no no she's so when when there was all this stuff and she wasn't saying oh I've got a really big announcement tomorrow I thought it was going to be about shares in the business Mm, okay and I think she probably does have that with her deal But yeah, I just find, I find it all a bit much. I think what it basically means for her, and I imagine it would be pretty similar for Kendall, is that you're a brand ambassador, but your your requirement to post about it is far more regular. But surely that's a brand ambassador, is not? (laughs) They're contractual contractually obliged to post to be at all the events to you know be the face off mm. and what whatever interview they do they're going to be kitted out in the staff or they're going to talk highly of that brand or that company and yeah I really want to know what is in the contract and what the job spec is yeah I'd love to be a fly on the wall for like what they do in a day I imagine it's a lot of glamorous meetings where sort of the design team come in and give them like a range and they go yes no yes no what about this and Mm. then they leave I imagine it will be that kind of a thing um yeah because to be real like besides the besides the fact that they don't have the time for this and mm. they they also just don't have the knowledge yeah. for a role as big as this. They um, don't but- know how you make a certain type of shoe to know if that is possible. They don't yeah. know all the technical the, knowledge, the lead times, commute, like how could things work yes. with lead times and factories. You can't like the fashion isn't something where you just click uh, your fingers and it happens. Yeah, they don't. Do they know about KPIs? Like, honestly. Do can they like calculate percentages and stuff? I'm not saying they're stupid, but there's a lot of complicated things yeah. that are involved in in all these. And like, you've got to you've got to hit your what? price point. You yeah. Know? Um. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, I think it really does make me think. Like, is this as you said? 
is this a sign of the times? Is this where the fashion industry is going? Mm. Is this where celebrity is going? Um, and also they must have A1 legal teams. I want to know what's in that contract. I want to know what like agreement they came up with. And I think also Kendall Jenner having a title like creative director is almost like I can understand from a celebrity's point of view that it gives them a level of I'm really hardworking guys like look I have a take real, me seriously yeah I have a real person's job title you know I'm yeah. hardworking take me seriously which is what a lot of I think uh celebrity kids or people born into wealth crave for that level of like respect or like I've earned my stripes and I definitely think that Kendall someone like that don't know her Mm. but I'm guessing um I I don't know what these brands are getting out of it by announcing that their creative director is this 23 year old socialite who's Mm. pretty I don't know am I being a Am I being an asshole? I don't know. No, I agree. I agree completely. I just find it really random. Like, just make them your ambassador. Make them the face of everything, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. Yes. What is your next fashion story? Let me consult the list. Oh, I think we should talk about Venice. Yes. So there's been lots going on in Venice. Mm-hmm. We have seen looks after looks. Um, a special shout out, special mention has to be mm-hmm. for Miss Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we have we have two looks to discuss. Okay, we have, of course, the most important one: the wet leather look, cream number where it was head to toe glam. I was living for it. I loved mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. She looked sublime. It it really like matched Venice as well. Do you know what? Like there are certain looks. I'm a big believer of like, I think there was maybe Emma Watson who talked about her different looks for the final Harry Potter film premieres. Okay. And like for London, she wanted to be classic. For New York, she thought she'd go, go edgier. And you can definitely dress oh. for your location type yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And so I just feel like her look really suited Venice because not only was it like, it was kind of classic, timeless, modern. It was just romantic. It just had so many things going on. I just loved it. Yeah, I think it was definitely like romantic and sexy at the same mm. time. Yeah, I, I've never been to Venice, so I don't know the vibe, but she just carried it off like flawlessly this like yeah as you said wet look leather how it like clung and creased around her body how like the color was like literally her skin color um and like the emerald around her neck was like this 93 carat emerald I didn't even know they came in that size or that <laughs> cut or that clarity yeah. but they do um yeah amazing like and the wet look hair as well like yeah. she she puts uh, a look together all the time yeah a full time. look mm-hmm. um and if you guys listen have listened for a while you know that we appreciate a dedicated full <laughs> head to toe look yeah and then she recently has also done like a purple look or it's like this crop top oh yeah the azadina liar 
yeah and now i my one my one piece of criticism is i feel mm. like the crop top's not long enough but i don't know if that's because i'm just really old <laughs> no 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 that's the actual design because the no, model I, know, the I, runway... know, I know it's the design oh. but in my opinion it's a lot i of, would like it's a lot of see... midriff isn't it <laughs> but it's just more like it's just right like if she breathed in heavily i'm sure we'd see like the, her underboob and I don't think that's what the look's going for. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, she's petite, so it's not an issue. But mm-hmm. I just would have liked to see the top be a little bit longer, in my opinion. But then just how differently she'd styled her hair and just like showing off her rock hard abs. Mm. I just, she's a babe. Yeah, amazing. Like she's just someone who she'll like try, she'll try a look. Yeah. Like what it is, she'll go for it. Like, full hog yeah for sure and we also definitely timothy chamelay is also holding his own on the red carpet next to her he's a good looking dude he always dresses nicely um, i think he's a look he has this really like big cult following doesn't he mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of girls out there and, oh they love him and as yeah. well who love him i don't i don't get the appeal if i'm honest i think it's more his acting as well like i think he's a really talented actor i think mm-hmm. it really helps that he's speaks french um, oh yeah an american who speaks french like because he's half american yeah is a like gold mine yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh but also like i think he's just got like an interesting look um but he looks super young so i find it really hard to sort of be like yeah he's really attractive because like also look like he could be 14 um but he's he's been looking smart and he's been looking great next to her um I also really liked Dakota Johnson's Gucci look. It was quite religious looking, beaded gown. Loved that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really, really enjoyed nice. it. I mean, her hair, I think we've like discussed before, her hair, it never changes. It doesn't adapt with the outfit that she's going for. Unlike Zendaya, no. she is Head always thinking about, exactly, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like Dakota, like her, one of her best buds is Alessandro. And yeah. he's just like, babe, I've got a dress for you. I want you to wear it to Venice. She's like, cool. Now I don't have to think of an outfit. Yeah. And that is, that is how it went. And she just wears what her friend puts her in. I mean, she's lucky, but yeah. And you know who's in Venice currently? Who? Zach ben Efron. Jen. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Ron. Yeah, anyway. Ben and Jen, the world's hottest couple. Oh, I think they chase paparazzi. Oh, for sure they do. Okay. But he's, I think he's promoting a film or something like that. But she just, I can't, she's 50, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, she, I'm sure she's got every trainer under the sun, whatever. And she's also had work done. But also, like, she wasn't the slimmest of girls to begin with so how she's this in shape at 50 is I think she's just me. i think she's maintained it she's probably like the same size she yeah, was yeah now that she was yeah i know she she really does work hard for her body yeah. but apparently also jennifer aniston like her workout schedule and stuff like that it's like it's crazy we it's just insane. don't know it and yeah, actually, no, i can believe that because i think Jen seems like a like one of those holistic yeah wellness your people body. yeah and I bet she works out a lot and supposedly as well the older you get the more you're meant to work out not because of just like your metabolism slowing down 
but because you're getting older your body needs like you to fight harder for it or oh to keep it ticking over a bit yeah more. like mm, okay that makes it sense. running smoothly so i think it's I only it's start. only just the beginning guys oh, God. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, did you see um, Kirsten Stewart? <laughs> I did. I, I currently, I know it's like a post-Diana job, but I'm not really enjoying the colour of her hair. The Yeah, it's like a it's peachy, like, orangey yeah. colour. Yeah. I'm not enjoying I that, but she's been rocking it, a but... lot of Chanel, which I appreciate. I still kind of... I think it washes bit. her out, though. What she chooses to wear washes her out. I also am sad that she's sort of like a somewhat of a Chanel ambassador because she's not my favourite human in the world. So you're like, how did you get this job? Yeah. Do you deserve? No. And as much as like, look, everyone went crazy for this Diana trader as well, saying she was spot on with her accent. She says one word. <laughs> <laughs> or she says something like oh gosh or something like yeah literally something that small and everyone's like she deserves an Oscar <laughs> just like just because she oh. was in the Twilight franchise people will like never um leave her behind mm. um yeah but yeah I I mean I have seen her I think she's been I think you're right. I think she doesn't think head to toe. She thinks I'm wearing Chanel. That's all mm. I need to do. And like, doesn't really bother with her hair or think of like, you know, she needs to commit like Lady Gaga did at the Oscars. Get your clothes to match your hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of outfits from Venice, mm. but um, it's nice to see a yeah. red carpet. It's really Ooh. nice to see it again. And it'd be exciting. And actually, Venice and Cannes always seem to be quite like, people go for it, you know. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that it's a daytime thing. Mm. You know, it's not a nighttime look, which can be quite yeah difficult. But it's like, okay, I get to wear just cute looks, you know, because yep. it's daytime. Exactly. Yeah. So um, my fashion story, my next one is have you seen you may not have because I think images have just kind of surfaced today but the latest Moschino collection I have and mm. um, I will say it's very very Moschino like mm. the collection so like some of it's a bit too garish for me but the dress and accessory Gigi um modeled it's quite iconic. So she was holding a baby bottle, a giant baby bottle. Oh, I miss that. Oh, that's it's like her grand return to modeling and like the runway after having a baby. Mm. I think anyway, but still, she's got a kid. I think so, yeah. Um, so like she, she really, she's a comedian. She really suits like some of these sort of. She always looks good in their shows. Um, but yeah, some of it was super garish, but I appreciated that the Gigi mm. look. I thought that was a bit playful and fun. Yeah. So for those of you who maybe haven't seen it yet, it's um, imagine a baby nursery where you've got the blankies and the little cartoons painted on the wall and you've got like the baby mobile and it's like very pink, blue, yellow, really cute. Yeah, as you say, it's very kitsch, very Moschino, mm-hmm. very like pop. Um, but they did have a... Um, disabled model featured 
as a model in the runway. Yeah, she came down in her wheelchair, her electric wheelchair, and she was in a head-to-toe Moschino look. Wow, love Um, it. Yeah, she was part of the runway. Um, So they had a lot of diverse models in the show, Um, like bigger models, slimmer models, um, disabled. Yeah, it was... It was a that, nice you know what? return. That's important because we, we've obviously been talking in recent years a lot about diversity and representing people. Mm-hmm. And that's also true of people who have disabilities. And I For think sure, that sometimes definitely. gets really forgotten. It gets lost, yeah. And yeah. like Love Island, like even just their addition of Hugo, who, to be honest, didn't appear to have any disability but was born with a club foot. Like, it's a step in the right direction. We have to, like, I don't know. I just think it's more the thing that you always hear of, like, little children saying they never saw themselves represented. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to do a better job of that. That, like, yeah. So if you've grown up and you can't help that you've got a disability, you're not allowed to achieve, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. certain things because you don't see that somewhere. Um, so that's yeah. really cool and the, you know what the clothes were really fun and it just made me think of Katy Perry because she wears oh, them all the definitely. time yeah it just exactly. made me think of her like full-on I, I thought... wonder if she's their muse you know <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way around but I know <laughs> um I think I wouldn't be surprised if she's got like a whole wardrobe full of just like this is my Moschino sure. wing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah no it's but their show is always a bit of fun isn't yeah. it it's like not serious it's pieces I felt like oh I would wear that skirt for like if it was my birthday and we were going to a club and I wanted yeah. something fun and playful yeah. and not too serious I could imagine like um like oh my mind's gone blank like a female rapper like on stage with that mm-hmm. sort of look like like Nicki Minaj perfect yeah. new. she would wear something like that so yeah I thought that was good Good step in the right direction. Oh, well, sort of on a similar tangent, not really. Um, but supposedly, mm-hmm. we've seen obviously clips from the Sex in the City filming, and just generally, the grey hair era is like is coming. People were seeing more people embracing their grey hairs. I think oh you meant that I thought you meant people dyeing their hair gray and I was like we've done that (laughs) um people embracing it you know it's a natural thing the fact that like people first things first if you are fully gray that is a commitment to dye your hair that is not a good look to have that little stripe and if you are a fully gray haired person First Love of all, it. congratulations. Yeah, you're one, of the, you're one of the chosen ones. I cannot wait to get there. Um, How does it feel to be God's favourite? But you do not need to be dying it and having that strip down the middle looking, you know, no. It's not great. I bet in lockdown you were having some serious <laughs> mm-hmm. hair issues. But that with the we saw like Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker with some greys peeping out. Oh, We've yeah. seen Cynthia with her grey hair. And you know what? Like I think it's really important again that we just see that. Like you used to like get the token model who just had that beautiful silver hair. Mm. But I think it was recently I saw something that maybe the actress Andy McDowell 
Oh, yeah. Um, she embraced her grey hair. And first of all, she's a beautiful woman. She and was she looks... always like the beautiful model who would yeah. be like, have you got fine lines and wrinkles? It yeah. was always her. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like the anti-aging adverts. Yeah. But like she looks no less beautiful with her silver hair and her mm-hmm. grey hair. And I just, I don't know, I'm really here for that because I'm someone who has a lot of grey hairs at my young, young age. <laughs> um, which I don't mind now. I really struggled it with it for a while, but like I'm also really hoping that like what it just get all kind of goes fully grey at once. Um that's what everyone hopes. I know, I know. Um it's 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 a tricky one. So in my family, on one side, there's quite a lot of white like hair, mm-hmm. which is great. And then on the other side, people don't really ever go fully grey. Oh. Um, so like both my brothers are older than me, have like barely any grades, if none. Mm-hmm. And I have like a good 20% friend. of my head is, really? I mean, it's is not, it? it's not, but okay. like it feels like it at times. <laughs> maybe 10% is yeah. gray. So like that's, so I'm hoping I've maybe got the white jeans if that's, if that's where I'm going. Um, yep. but yeah. What do you feel about a silver revolution? Um, it's quite funny that we even have to discuss, you know, how we feel about just allowing our bodies Mm. to age in that sense. Like gray hair is a normal part of aging. You have one or you have your whole head covered in gray hairs. Um, I do think it's good in the sense that unless we see other men and women Mm. allow themselves to just have gray hair, we never know what it's going to look like. You never know. Oh, I might be one of those lucky ones who has like a great head of hair that just happens to be gray or completely gray. Um, I like it. I mean, yes. Does it age you? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like visually, I mean. Um, I think that's only that also depends on how your face looks, how lined your face oh, looks. That's true. You know, that's true. Um, but I think it's more also about changing the narrative. If a man is has grey hair, we call them a silver fox. Not all the time, though, because remember we grew up on those <laughs> Just For Men adverts. A lot of men was dying their hair. It's true. But more if they embraced it, we like, we embraced it with them. We're like, oh, they're a silver fox. Uh, yeah, if they, if they only also if they were attractive. And had yeah, if they were attractive, patch. they had money and they happened to have like an Italian accent, then Yeah. <laughs> But I think we see it less sort of celebrated often in women. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that there's a brigade of like gorgeous women who like can help pave that way a little bit. Because for yep. sure, I like as soon as possible, I will be embracing mine. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. I like it. Mm. So, um, my next fashion story is um it's about the poet the american poet amanda gorman who we love her (laughs) we love you Um, (laughs) uh, who performed her poem at joe biden's inaugural inaugural ceremony Mm -hmm. um she is you know when she came onto the scene let's say quote unquote People went crazy for her look, what she wore, head to toe Prada, the headband, the bun, the yellow coat, the like yeah. bold colors. I mean, incredibly beautiful as well, but also like beautiful, but smart. 
you know that sort of um, yeah but also like what a great punchy outfit yeah you know you could she could have kept it super safe with like a just a tonal outfit just something quite neutral or just Mm -hmm. kind of some dark colors but she went loud she went color she showed her personality Mm -hmm. and that got celebrated so much (laughs) yeah I think it was um for for a few points like especially if you've got really deep dark skin bright Mm. colors perfect do it um but then also I think coming off the back of like a republican trump era to have like the performer of this new um administration the performer on the day who was a black woman it was like no i'm gonna come out in bright colors like Mm. i'm gonna make myself seen in that way i think might have been the thought process fade into the background yeah exactly so um amanda gorman has now signed a three-year deal with Estee Lauder. I know. Damn. Doing big things. Wow. That's big. Mm. That's huge. <laughs> Go on, wow. do your accent. Go on, you know you want to do the impression. Yeech. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, sorry, everyone. I think that's huge. I think that's... Um, why has he ruined that word? Um, anyway. And China. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Huge China. Oh, I hate him. Mm. Anyway, he's not the topic we're talking about. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I think this is a bold move for Estee Lauder because they don't tend to appeal to young masses. So it's like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's bold and it's exciting and also, I just think what a refreshing role model she is in the society we have of like injected lips and Botox and all of that, mm-hmm. that she is obviously beautiful, but going to be the face of a company that hopefully introduces young, intelligent, like interested women into mm-hmm. the world of Estee Lauder beauty. And let's remember Estee Lauder is a beauty giant yeah. that owns most of the beauty industry mm-hmm. yeah they're true. like the lvmh of beauty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do yeah. you think i think it's amazing primarily i think it's amazing for her yeah just like huge career she, move yeah exactly um she can be doing this alongside her poetry she could have a really long career in like beauty and modeling and mm. fashion um I can imagine her being invited to all the events yeah make her creative director of a brand man over the <laughs> others I know or like an editor of like yes. Porter magazine <gasps> oh my god that you should be her next job um yeah so she I think she could have a really long career in this industry alongside her poetry and she's so young and I think that for a lot of people out there who don't remember her don't remember seeing her um earlier this year they will be introduced to Amanda through her beauty campaigns they'll see her in the shops and be like oh yeah she's the model as opposed to she's the poet um so i'm excited for her more than anything i hope they're paying her proper as well oh for sure for sure i think they'd be stupid not to in a time where like if they ever have to declare people's wages and how it compares um, i think she'd call them out as well 
<laughs> yeah, I also think she's she'll have a, a good representative for her. She'll have a great agent, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, who also knows her worth and you know how how bright her future is. Like I wouldn't be surprised if she ever ran for president herself, you know, mm. all of that stuff. I think she's really bright and I think she's got so many opportunities ahead of her. And I bet this was a really calculated decision too. You know, like we heard Molly May say that she turned down a two million deal. Um, I bet that like Amanda's really thought about what is the right the right look for her, the right mm-hmm. move for her career. I bet she's had a lot of offers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and obviously SA Lord is huge, but it, again, like if she didn't want to show or be represented in beauty. Like that could be a scary move potentially, but I think it. I think it's exciting for her, and I think it's actually a really cool move. Yeah, definitely on both on both parts. I think it's <clears throat> going to be a cool matchmake. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, something you said really quickly just popped a little like conspiracy in my mind. Ooh, yeah. Going back to Molly May, you know oh. how a few weeks ago she was saying she turned down that two million pound deal, as yeah. you've just mentioned. Maybe she turned. <laughs> misguided home creative director no no but it could have just been a brand that was in direct competition with pretty little thing yeah. and she knew that she had this on the books and it was like i'm not fucking oh, but, this no, but this was when she came out of the villa so this the, oh. that they were talking about i think really when she came not. out of the villa no it must have been a bit after it that, must have been actually. a bit later you're right it might have just been a conflict she might have made it sound like really cool but i bet yeah. she also got an ironclad deal with certain things yeah yeah and yeah, would have been yeah. a competitor you because right. no one comes out the villa or no one had, like and she two million yeah, pound yeah. deal you've made it haven't you that's your goal yeah. if you're uh it also it drives me a little bit mad that she talks about with her manager in this video where she d- delves into her career a bit that like her manager's like you know i know i know you want that dream house and it's like babe you own <laughs> so much designer stuff that like and I know she's probably quite clever with her money and he earns well you yeah. can afford a house what are you playing about like yeah. a dream house of that like exactly like sure. you for sure have enough money for all of that so I find she hasn't bit... seen grand designs because yeah. them lot are building their dream house for like 600k exactly. plus land <laughs> um yeah so that kind of drives me mad but she also clarified on the topic of Molly May she clarified that um part of her main responsibilities are deciding on the influencers that would be used for campaigns and things Mm -hmm. like that or to send press packages to it's overseeing sort of the general inspiration I understand that she probably will still have her own collections going on in there too um and she very much implied that she wants to help push the company it forward in like a positive direction answering a few people's sort of like skepticism of like oh like why have you done this like a fast fashion brand or you know like obviously there are ways that you can put down a place or a brand like pretty little thing Mm -hmm. I feel like she implied that you know she's they're gonna work on that I mean boo isn't it boohoo that wants to be sustainable by Mm -hmm. whatever yeah um so yeah I wouldn't mind betting that like a pretty little things homeware brand is coming soon but also they'll push to be sustainable or like whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe it. I think it's good marketing. Um, it's it's to like get rid of a bit of guilt 
you know, for shopping oh. in those places. If you're going to shop there, shop there, you know, but let's not pretend. For um, sure. I, yeah, I definitely we're going to follow this career and see where it goes, um, how the brands evolve as well. We spent a lot of time talking about these guys mm. and brands like it. Um, because they are just so influential, especially in the UK when it comes to fashion. Yeah. Um, so that we're just going to watch this space, really. I don't really know what else could. I, I don't see how she would really revolutionize the company. I no, and know. also I think it's really important to remember this is like quintessentially a fast fashion company mm-hmm. that is their business model yeah so there's only so much you can do within that like mm. it's hard to meet a price point so if you pay people more you're gonna have to up your prices and then mm. you might not be so appealing and there will always be somebody like the Shein or however you say it Shein, yeah, <laughs> that will like you know outprice you yeah like or undercut your prices and stuff there will always be someone happy to do it the not sustainable not sort of like morally right way I mean you can't it's two opposing things you can't be fast fashion and sustainable yeah the act of buying clothes every week of the year is fundamentally unsustainable even if they use you know they um use organic cotton they use paper uh, vegetable paper packaging <laughs> vegetable dyes yeah um even if they pay their workers uh, a good um fair living wage even if everything's above board you know we as human beings do not need to be producing this much of consumer goods mm-hmm. um year after year after year that it's not sustainable so no exactly and also that's just made me think, and I think maybe we cover this in a different episode. Um, but I wonder if places a bit like Depop being such a, like a popular thing that's taken over eBay and seems to be like a much easier way to use these sorts of resale things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that actually benefit this fast fashion world? Because you can, without as much guilt, wear that dress that you bought on Saturday yeah. night it can be up on Depop on Sunday night and what so then have you done something as wrong if there's a resale part of it because the amount of things that I see that are even like current season Zara mm-hmm. or whatever on Depop and it's like well why didn't you just return it and it's either people that have like worn it once and like can't return it but they've got their moment in it yeah and like because you don't it's never to make money surely because you don't ever sell it for what it was in this like there aren't many things that you know you're doing it to make a profit yeah so yeah just some food for thought maybe for a future Mm. future app yeah definitely Um, i've got another fashion story go for it so we've spoken about them before vestiaire collective Mm. anyone out there doesn't know who they are it's essentially a consignment company or a resale market company um that is based out in france Mm -hmm. they're french and you can sell pre-loved designer stuff on there i've sold stuff on there don't know about you 
Um, but yeah, commission's a bit expensive, but you know, hey ho. They yeah, have, but they do quite a lot of like rigorous checks, don't they? They do. Um, like it's a reliable site if you wanted to buy something designer from. Yeah, so I sold one bag and it. I basically had to ship it to France. I think that's where they have their um, quality checks mm. and their uh, making sure that it's like legit. And then they send it on to the customer. But then they also have um, direct shipping where um, you just sell it on to the customer straight, like from seller to buyer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they do have in place like steps where they get involved and check the goods and make sure it's uh, as seen, sold as yeah. seen, you know. So yeah, you are right in that all those things do come into their commission. Um, but yeah, uh, they have recently renounced, announced, not renounced, announced that they've become uh, a B Corp. They've been certified B Corp. Do you know what that is? No. So um, I heard this term a few years back um, and I don't think back then it was quite widely known because it was quite new um but i think more and more companies are becoming b Corp certified um mm. so on their website it's they have like a community of 4000 companies and what they say is that um b Corps are a new kind of business that balances purpose and profit they are legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers customers suppliers wow. community and their environment uh, this is a community of leaders. This is what this is last bit. It's just a bit of, you know, make them sound good. This is a community of leaders driving a global move- movement of people using businesses as a force for good. So I think wow. a company has to like submit themselves, you know, and then they yeah, will. And undergo checks. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to um, uphold a certain level in all areas of their business to then be like part of the clang, you know? Wow. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Yeah. For a company as big as Vestiaire, of course, they're not as big as like eBay and other no, but resellers. They're, but they're pretty big. Yeah. I'm amazed that they're able and in a position to do that, to be honest. You know, it's yeah. e- it, like you said, it's easy for a small company that starts up to like start out that way. But that just shows that they've either got like they were already running that way and wanted it to be noted. I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. Like I think you have to start with that goal in mind. Yeah. Because like as we touched on with like fast fashion, it's very hard to create a multi-billion pound company mm. off of exploitation, off of like um harm to the environment and all these other things and then to be like oh we don't, we're not going to do that anymore we're going to yeah. stop making money how we know how to make money how we've yeah. been making money for so long and just like completely flip that's why a lot of these companies don't do very well at being uh sustainable mm-hmm. um because you you, and you, also, you just have to do it for the right reasons like the most intrinsic thing in a company is like your values and why you're starting and it often obviously anyone wants to make money Mm -hmm. but you can't just move with like the tides you know you can't just move with the wind it has to be like you have to have some firm basis and not change every time the trends change yeah you You have have to be dedicated to to it Yeah, yeah 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 definitely 
Um, so maybe more companies will follow yeah, suit. I'd, li- I'd like to see that, you know. How cool. I think, you know what? I think companies like Emes, we've spoken mm. about how they're like model of their like hero pieces and how they like operate their company and how it's run and everything's handmade. I think if they wanted to, they could really like go for, right, we are going to be you know go for something like that. but then they're partly owned by lvmh as well so well, yeah i don't know if that would that stops them from being b core certified yeah i wonder but you know what like i think it's i think it's just so many things like this is just showing mm-hmm. that you just have to con- like we're in a time where you have to really care about people like i think we're just gone are the days that like probably our parents and their parents generation where you turn up to work you might have had to like just do nonsense and you just did it and that's it like (laughs) we like but like it's you we question everything now and it's Mm -hmm. a great thing and like we deserve a quality of life and like we don't want to run ourselves into the ground Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we don't want to get to 60 and not be able to live our lives Mm -hmm. like or whatever age retirement will be. Oh, it's not going to happen. Tomorrow. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I'll win the lottery before then. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Uh, <laughs> but like, we don't, that's not good enough for us. Yeah. So these companies have to address stuff like that and make sure our quality of life is good and like all of that stuff, you know. Um, And that's just like the step in the right direction of mm-hmm. just that being a requirement of just looking after your staff yeah i agree you got any other um fashion stories no i'm done okay cool well thanks again for listening guys to style over substance we hope that you liked this um kind of different structure to the episode just for a little change we will be back to our usual service (laughs) later um but do we have a poll this week Oh, what's your fashion story, guys? <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Because <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm sure there are bits on our radar that you guys know about and we don't. So always feel free to send us some of your fashion stories or send us some interesting fashion news. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. And mm. we'll post them if you send us responses. If they're interesting enough. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well anyway thanks for listening to us guys I've been Mim and I've been Scarlett ciao Bellas bye 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 deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.